Kobe Bryant. It's like, where do we begin? On Sunday afternoon, I was upstairs watching Netflix and somebody texted my phone. They sent me a picture, I believe, of Baller Alert. You know the shit on Instagram, Baller Alert. They said Kobe Bryant killed in a helicopter crash. So I seen the little picture. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Nigga, Kobe is not dead. Like, just last night, Kobe sent out a tweet telling LeBron, you know, congratulations. You know, you got to push the shit forward. The fact that he passed him on the all-time scoring list. So I looked at the little picture. It said Kobe killed in the crash. And the first thing I did, like I said, like, I, like, I don't even know Kobe. I've never met the man in my life at all. But he... Like, he is someone who stands for my entire childhood. The fact that I love basketball. So when I seen the picture Kobe killed in the crash, like, you know how, like, sometimes, like, sometimes in life, like, there are situations that put chills through your whole body. And this right here was one of them situations. First thing I did, I went, grabbed my iPad, and I typed Kobe Bryant inside the search on Google. And nothing came up because I guess everything was still fresh. Like these companies, like up until this point, they have not made articles yet, you know, speaking about Kobe sadly departing the earth. So once I Googled Kobe Bryant, I seen, oh, there's no articles about it. It's not true. I went back to watching my show on Netflix. Now, five minutes later, I grabbed my iPad again because like just seeing that picture, Kobe Bryant killed in, like in um, a helicopter crash. Like I like it was something I could not let go. So I grabbed my iPad again, went to Google, typed in Kobe Bryant. Next thing I know, about 20 to 30 articles popped up. Kobe died. TMZ. ABC, CNN, MSNBC, ESPN.com, everywhere. That's when I realized, like, damn, like, the shit must be true. Because I hate TMZ, but normally, like, when they report something, most of the time, it turns out to be true. But the part that that's kind of despicable and is pitiful is the fact that all these news companies rush to be first but like they put out so many you know irrelevant facts facts that were not true because they were in such a rush to be the first to put out the news so then that way like most of the traffic searching kobe bryant comes to their their website and they pick up the clicks they pick up the ad revenue and that shit was just so fucking toxic man and then i seen when the um I believe it was the police chief or the sergeant in um, Los Angeles when he was talking. He said it's sad. The fact that some family members had to find out that their loved ones died by scrolling through Instagram or from TMZ. Now, I understand we live in like the digital age and like information can be put out immediately. But like, just think about it. How would you feel if, you know, God forbid you woke up, you kissed your mother goodbye, you told your mother, I'll see you later. 
And now you're home relaxing, you're at work, you're driving and you decide to pick up your phone and you see an article. Oh yeah, your mama died. And now up until this point, like you were not told. And like, that's like, that's just where I got emotional just thinking about the family. Now forget Kobe, the celebrity, forget Kobe, the basketball player. I'm talking about a man. Like Kobe was a human being. And that's why to me, his loss is so monumental because in my 30 years of living, this is probably the biggest celebrity death I've seen. Like that has really shooken me to my core now. What I'm about to say, I am not comparing the deaths and speaking on, you know, who was more important because every person that dies is just as important as the next. I'm speaking for myself based on who had the most profound impact on my life. Because when Whitney Houston died, now growing up, I was young. So like, I, like I didn't really get to see Whitney in her prime the way my mother did the same for Michael Jackson. So when they passed away, like my mother was deeply affected because she lived when they were in their proms. You know, as I grew older, like I seen, like, of course, like I understood like how big of a celebrity Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston were, but I didn't really see them at the peak of their career. Of course I went on YouTube and you know, I can see old videos. I can see everything, but they were just big icons to me, but like, I didn't connect with them on that level in the same with Nipsey Hussle passing away last year. It's like when he passed away, of course it was a big death, but his, like his impact on my life wasn't so profound because like his entry into the world in terms of being seen in the public eye, it was so new. Of course I like about three of his projects, but everything was in like such a short time span to where I didn't really feel connected with him as I did with Kobe Bryant. And that's like, that's the part right there that like that kind of shakes me. And like, it's, it's kind of depressing still talking about it because you know, when I was young, I didn't have cable. Like I didn't have cable probably my whole life up until about maybe my first year in middle school. And like back then basketball games used to come on like regular channels like NBC, ABC, like it's not like now where it's like you have to have cable to watch basketball. Aside from like the NBA finals when them, them games come on ABC. But most of the games during the week come on ESPN, TNT, or you have to have NBA League Pass. But back then, like the big teams, like the marquee teams at that time, like the Lakers, the Bulls, the Spurs, they used to come on like regular channels. So like, I remember like fondly, like seeing Kobe step on the court for the first time when I was about seven or eight years old. Like, I just remember it. Like Kobe, Vince Carter, Stephon Marbury, Kevin Garnett. Like these are players that I grew up with, 
you know, like you get to middle school, you start arguing with your friends in middle school. Oh, you know, who's better, Kobe or T-Mac? Well, you know, T-Mac is better because T-Mac can do this. No, Kobe's better because Kobe can do this. Like everything just flashed in my mind at the time. Like when I heard the news, because that is a huge part of my childhood. Like I said, seeing Kobe step on the on the court for the first time when I, when I was about seven to eight years old, you know, this like middle school, high school, college, like Kobe played in the NBA basically my whole life. And the fact that one of the greatest players to ever touch a basketball, to ever pick up a basketball is no longer breathing like it's sad and i say on like on instagram every single day that life is short and everything can be taken away in the blink of an eye it, like it doesn't matter if you have money doesn't matter if you're poor like nobody is exempt from the fate that life can be gone at any second that is why i call celebrities humans i don't look at them as as like mythical godlike figures because they die just like us and like sadly this right here was just a simple reminder that life is short and that nobody is exempt from leaving this earth nobody and i just feel like kobe was a big role model because if you follow me on instagram which is nyc underscore story 718 i'm always talking about how a lot of our black celebrities they come online and they post their jewelry they post a house full of cars and they probably own about two of those cars these are celebrities who come online and act as if oh i'm so rich i'm a mega millionaire when like they really don't have that they just don't have that amount of money that they would like you to believe and I'm gonna get to that later speaking about Adrian Brona, his bum ass coming online asking for cash apps from his fans, stupid ass. Like I said, it's sad. But the fact that like, if you go through Kobe's whole Instagram or you followed him, a main part of his life was pushing his family to the forefront. Now, again, I don't know Kobe personally. I don't know what he do in his, in like, in his private time. But the fact that when you seen Kobe in the public eye, he was with his wife, his daughters, his older daughter, his younger daughter, you know, sadly, his his also deceased daughter, Gigi, like he was always with his family. And I feel that is so like that is such a powerful message, especially coming from someone who was a mega millionaire, probably assumed to be billionaire. This is someone who can come online and stunt, someone who can come online and flex beyond recognition because he has the he has the money to back that up. This is not a new rapper who got about $80,000 in their bank account, but then they're coming online acting as if they have 30 million. This is someone who has the money and he chose to put his family to the forefront. So like I said, his death, like it's tough. 
it's tough and like it's not just men it's women also that are hurt by his death because kobe is someone who transcended beyond basketball beyond and like it's tough to even watch basketball now when you realize that one of the greatest players to ever put their hands on a basketball is no longer with us and now today well not too long ago um i was reading i was reading an article and it said you know they was beginning to identify victims by their fingerprints and that hurt me because that let me know the extent you know in regards to exactly how bad of a like of a condition those bodies must be in the fact that it was a high impact collision the helicopter exploded it was up in flames and like it's sad it's tough to think about and like it made me think back to when my grandmother passed away i was in college um i was about to graduate with my bachelor's degree from georgia southern university in statesboro georgia and um my mother called me this was like in the morning time about seven o'clock in the morning before i had class and she called me and she said sit down i gotta talk to you and i said what and she said something bad happened now at that point i don't know like what she's going to say but she said something bad happened your grandma passed away last night and like immediately like i just i went numb so that same day i left and i took the bus from georgia to like new york city and my whole time up there the only thing on my mind was that I, like i just want to see my grandma one last time i want to see her i want to see her body i want to like just see her one last time and i remember um when we had the wake for my grandmother like i stood over her casket for about 30 minutes you know just looking at her just praying to myself just you know coming to terms with the fact that her soul is now no longer with us and it's tough the fact that they won't be able to do that because when you say you you have begun identifying bodies by their fingerprints like it's tough and like it's just sad when you like when you think about kobe's wife the kids and the fact that you know when they woke up the dad was there when she woke up she had her husband and within 45 minutes to an hour it's done he's gone your daughter's gone like that's just how fast life can go and and when she put out her statement and she said like something like to the effect of she don't know like what she is going to do i can understand that and it's sad man so rest in peace to kobe bryant and again um speaking about this this fucking logo shit like i don't believe the nba should change kobe's silhouette to the logo to me that is again social media rushing to judgment 
to make something happen. And I see people online because I, I guess news came out today that the NBA will not be changing Kobe to the logo. And I agree because they don't want to have one per, like one player, one person represent the league. And I can understand that because throughout the NBA's history, there have been so many like elite, legendary basketball talents. So to have one person in particular become the logo, while everything is fresh around Kobe's death, everybody might agree, over time, people are going to resent that. So to avoid that situation, I agree. You want to have a generic logo. Even the logo himself, Mr. Jerry West, has said, yo, I like, like, I don't want to be the logo. I don't change it to somebody else. And the NBA has never confirmed that Jerry West is the logo. But the person who made the logo said the, the logo was made, you know, just in Jerry West's silhouette. Because I feel Kobe was, he was such of a, like he was so big of a person in terms of basketball and what he meant to the world. Changing him to the logo, it's not good enough. It's not. Like if they do that, they are just doing that to appease social media. And I see people now saying, oh, if they're not gonna change Kobe to the logo, I wasted my time signing the, um, signing the petition. Like really? Oh, if they're not gonna change Kobe to the logo, like what the fuck I signed a petition for? Like y'all gotta be kidding me. Like there's a wife right now who lost a daughter and a husband. Like there was also a whole entire family on that helicopter. A mother, a father, and a daughter together on the helicopter. Like, can you imagine that? Like, especially for like those three people's other family members. I believe it was the Autobelli, the um Autobelli family. Three family members the mother the father and the daughter like that is insane and now i seen an article online that said that they have more kids and those kids lost their mother their father and a sister and some of y'all motherfuckers worrying about, oh, I signed a petition for nothing. Shut the fuck up. Nine people lost their lives. Nine people. Nine. Nobody gives a fuck that you mad because your petition that you signed on Instagram or whatever was for nothing. This is real life. You are going to get over Kobe's death because this does not directly affect you. But his wife won't, his kids won't, his families won't, his mom and his dad won't. This is going to affect them forever. This is going to affect you for a week, for a month, maybe two months, and you are going to move on because again, 
it does not directly affect you. Now, I didn't expect to go on this long tangent, but this this death affected me so much. Like I said, I didn't know Kobe, but I felt like a huge part of my childhood was gone on Sunday. It's tough, man. Like I said, just thinking about going back to watching games with my mother when I was about eight or nine years old, seeing Kobe, seeing Shaq, seeing everybody. And the fact that he's gone, it's just, it's tough to deal with, man. It's it's really tough, man. But rest in peace to every single person who perished on that, on that helicopter that day. Rest in peace. I hope your soul's at peace. I hope your families find some way to just deal with it. Not deal with it because this is something that's going to affect them forever. But I hope you guys just find a way to cope and just be there for one another. And like, I'm pretty sure like a lot of, like a lot of them have huge support systems. And right now they're going to be needed more than ever. So rest in peace to every single person who died on that helicopter. This is the Lunchroom Cheddar Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. I know after talking about Kobe for about 20 minutes, man, <laughs> it probably seemed as if there was no news left to talk about. But it's a couple things I want to get to. First, we're going to start with Pastor Troy. Now, Pastor Troy, he had some not so nice comments to say about Lil Nas X. Um, I guess, you know, Lil Nas X, he showed up to the Grammys wearing like a pink outfit. And Pastor Troy jumped on Instagram, which is normally the go to place to just spew fucking stupidity and he said well guess i won't be winning a grammy if this is what i have to wear speaking about lil Nas's pink outfit he said they love to push this shit on our kids the other day at applebee's i'd seen some punks kissing and laughing eating mozzarella sticks the first thing my 14 year old son said was fuck applebee's and it brought such joy to my heart. He sees it. Their agenda to take the masculinity away from men, black men especially. Some may say he's making money. RuPaul do too, but I ain't bumping his, I, I'm not bumping his CD. Integrity is priceless. Y'all better open that third eye and let your sons know what is real. Or they ask gonna be headed down that old town road for real. Hashtag they gonna ride till they can't no more. Not my sons. It ain't worth it. Now, I know some of y'all who listen to this podcast is homophobic because some of y'all told me, and then some of y'all I know personally, and like I have followed you on Instagram, and I see some of y'all post these fucking homophobic memes. Now, if you have listened to this podcast since day one, then you know I am not homophobic. I am not against gay people. And I say that because even going back to what happened with Kobe, life is so short and life is so precious. I feel as if, you know, well, first of all, um, let's get this out the way first. 
like pastor troy he said those comments and then he followed it up doing an interview to where he basically made it made it seem as if you know men well kids who grow up without fathers or whose fathers are not as hard on their like on their sons as they should be those sons turn out gay that's not true like for example pastor troy like he could do all he could do everything in his power to have his sons be straight to be strong to be quote unquote masculine and his sons can they can still turn out gay because sadly like i've i've came across young boys about five to six years old and based on some of their mannerisms i can tell that this child was going to be gay when they got older now did it offend me no did it make me look at this child differently no now i told this story before when i was um working in athens clark county i was driving a school bus a couple years ago and there was this seven-year-old boy he was seven years old he got on the bus and the first thing he seen when well he said when he saw me he said i like i i like your eyes that's the first thing he said when he seen me seven years old got on the bus looked me in the face and said i like your eyes now if that ain't the most gayest shit in the fucking world now every single day he got bullied they made fun of him they teased him because they can tell that he was kind of feminine now because they were doing that did i look at him any differently no i spoke to him every single day good morning how you doing i hope you have a great day in school you know i just gave him positive feedback and one day i seen him crying because he said that like he tries to keep up this like this happy persona but it gets to him because um he has a twin brother and his twin brother was like kind of masculine he was kind of quiet but he was kind of masculine you know and it was in a huge contrast to to like his personality but i spoke to him one day and just the fact that it's not going to get no better like even though he was seven years old like we as adults know how the world is we know how it's going to get when they get to middle school when they get to high school and like how mean kids can be so it's like it's tough to just do it but you got to find some way to kind of just tune that out and just be happy with yourself and just understand that not everybody is going to love you because there are some people who wake up every day and go above and beyond and try and make people love them and while people may love them on the outside inside you can't please everybody so it's like when you get to high school and you see like the most popular kid in class yes everybody loves him from the outside because he's popular but if he didn't have that popularity most of that love wouldn't be there so at the end of the day like i just hope that we don't go into this negative stupid persona that you know if if your child turns out gay then you are not a strong father that shit is 
shit is bullshit, man. And like, I think he said what he said, you know, hoping or thinking that most of social media was going to agree with him. But a lot of people wasn't fucking with that shit. They was like, these comments are so dumb. They're so fucking idiotic. And the fact that, well, at least in the public eye, Lil Nas X, he is so quiet. But people, they just take every chance they can get and just pick at him and pick at him and just attack him. Now, I could see if he was coming out and saying like idiotic comments or comments that was in some way degrading or demeaning other people. But in the public eye, he's quiet. Like he said out his own mouth that it's like sometimes like the celebrity, the fame and how quick everything came. It's tough to deal with. And the fact that these motherfuckers keep coming out from the fucking bushes. Like when 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 the last time you heard Pastor Troy's fucking name? It's been fucking decades. And now the fact that this motherfucker is running around doing radio shows and shit based off some hateful comments. Like don't even interview this motherfucker. All we're doing is giving him a platform that he has not had in years, probably decades. But because he attacked someone who is in the public eye right now, now he's making the rounds in the in the urban media, the quote unquote urban radio, urban hip hop. And like, leave this motherfucker alone, man. I, I just don't get it, man. But like I said, some of y'all could be homophobic. And, and that's another thing, man. Like, I've been called gay before because I choose not to hate gay people. And that shit is fucking stupid. Just because I am someone who respects the fact that because I like women, somebody else is not entitled to feel the same way I do. If that makes me gay, then I, I don't give a fuck, man. Y'all can say what I want to say, but um, let's get into this, this stupid motherfucker, Adrian Broner, man. This happened the other week. Now, Adrian Broner is a boxer. He was always affiliated with Floyd Mayweather. He fought Manny Pacquiao last year. Like he's made a lot of money boxing. But about a week or two ago, he jumped on Instagram and he told his followers to send him $10 through Cash App. Now I seen the post and at first I was like, maybe he, maybe he got hacked. Because this is someone who's always on Instagram posting a lot of money, posting about all these big name celebrities that he spends time around. Now, I've said before that because someone posts money on Instagram, it does not mean that they are rich. What they are trying to do is portray themselves as something they want you to believe they are. Like a lot of these celebrities don't have the money you believe they have, but because they post pictures in Gucci and like huge mansions that they probably don't own outright. Most people online believe that these celebrities are in such this, that they are in such, you know, great standards in regards to life. But he came online and posted, um, he posted something in his on his feed in in his um in his Instagram stories basically begging his followers for 10. 
And like I said, I thought it was fake. But then I checked back a couple days later and I seen that he was posting regular pictures. Meanwhile, the post asking fans for $10 was still up there. That's what let me know, okay, this shit is real. Cause if it was hacked, by the time he got his account back, that post begging fans for $10 would have been gone. But it was still up. And he posted something last night where I guess fans or somebody sent him a thousand dollars and he said, Oh, I love my fans. They're the best in the world. Now, I understand everybody goes through a hard time. Everybody is not at their at their best forever. But when you come online and you portray yourself in a certain kind of way and you portray yourself as being this this moneymaker, because uh, his moniker is AB and it stands for about billions. So how are you about billions when you begging for ten dollars? How are you about billions when you begging your fans, your fans probably who are not in the condition to even send you ten dollars? You are begging them when you supposedly know all these mega celebrities. Why don't you ask them for money outside of social media? If these are people who quote unquote care about you, who quote unquote love you, who quote unquote have your best interest at heart, but you begging your fans for $10, nigga? Sit your dumb ass down, AB. The last thing we heard from AB before this was he was hollering at Daniel. What's the, what's the bitch name? Um, the catch, catch me outside girl. Remember the girl from last year? Catch me outside. How about that? Daniel Bergoli. He was in her DMs. Text me, little mama. Text me, little baby. And she said, yo, I'm like 16 or 15 years old. He said, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you was that young. Like, I don't know what he's going through. But this nigga need to sit the fuck down and get his fucking life together. Man, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Lunchroom Chatter podcast. I, ho- I Like I had a whole different podcast lined up. I had different topics lined up. And that podcast will probably be the next podcast. It was like a lot of relationship shit in that podcast that I felt was, you know, it was re- it was relatable to a lot of what happens now. Especially now, you know, you got tax season coming up. You got Valentine's Day coming up. And I know some of y'all women about to just annoy the shit out of your man. Begging for gifts. You know your man can't buy. Your man buy you gifts, but your ass being ungrateful. So next episode, we're talking about tax season etiquette. We're talking about Valentine's Day appreciation and much, much more. This is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Thank you, thank you for you guys for tuning in. Let your friends know about the podcast. Stay tuned. And again, rest in peace to every single victim who perished on that helicopter. Because I feel a lot of people are focusing on Kobe and Gianna. And I understand those were the two names that we knew. The two names that stood out. But there were nine people lost on that helicopter. So, so many families are affected. Families, friends, loved ones. It's just a sad situation. But R.I.P. to Kobe. 
Gianna, and to all the seven other victims who perished on that helicopter. As always, just spend time with your loved ones. Let them know how much they mean to you. And if you got some, if you holding grudges with somebody, just let that shit go. Life too short, so stay tuned. Just be safe. Love you guys. Mamba out. Thank you.